It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis and Brady. Another edition of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Today we'll be talking Croslex Pioneers football with uh, head coach Holes and it's it's a new face, but it's not a new face. Right. And we'll get into that as we get well, the conversation going. And some of you might be wondering, well, usually you go up to Cross Lex and do a show live from their camp. We wanted to bring Coach Holes in. It's a new, like you said, new coach. And I wanted to give it the full attention because at a practice we get anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes with the coach. I wanted to sit down for a full show with coach and really get to introduce him, not just to Cross Lex, but to the entire BWAC and, and really get to pick his brain a lot because, well, he's going to – the cupboard was not bare for him coming in. He's going to have some pretty talented dudes to work with in this, this fall. All right, fun starts in a moment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll cut to make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800-848-5150. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Garrett Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. 
For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. and serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin has daily specials like Taco Tuesday, Polish Wednesday, Italian Thursday, Prime Rib Friday, Barbecue Rib Saturday, and Home Style Sunday. Come and try Chef Susie's world-famous soups and sauces, too. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. We're all friends here. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady joined by Coach Mike Holes from Croslex. Welcome, Coach. It's good to meet you. Um, and, and we're really excited because Croslex football, uh, there's a tradition in the BWAC, and, and I think most seasons – when we pick out who's going to be near the top, who's got a target on their back, we always seem to come back around to the pioneers, and you get to step right into the middle of that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's a, it's a school with a really strong tradition of wins and losses, obviously winning a heck of a lot more games than they lose. Um, you know, we talked about that with our players initially, is that, you know, the average wins is, is right about seven wins a year is what it's been for the last 20 years. Uh, one of our goals, obviously, was they've only played 12 games a couple of times. So, you know, we need to we need to find a way to push ourselves to that game 12, game 13, game 14. Well, before we get into all the X's and O's and everything, Mm -hmm. let's let the people listening learn a little bit about Coach Holes. Um, We were talking off the air about a little bit of your background, but let let everyone know where you came from, because you're not initially from this area. So maybe some people didn't grow up knowing who you are. You were here once before. Just give everyone your backstory. Yeah, so I uh, actually started for a week at Croslex, kind of seeing if a teaching job was going to open, and at the same time, a, a job at Ovid LC opened up, and so, you know, I went in that mid-Michigan area, um, I was there for a year, and then um, after that season, Jason Vandermas calls me back and says, hey, look, a PE job is for sure open, do you want to come back? Absolutely, so I was there for five years. Uh, my wife is from Croslex, Jason's my, my brother-in-law, um, so I met my wife over there, um, you know, due to our family situation, um, we had to move back over to the DeWitt area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took a job teaching and coaching at Ithaca. I was part of the state championship uh, coaching staff in 2010. Um, at 29 years of age, I felt, God, I want to be a head coach. And what an idiot decision that was because you don't really know what you don't know until right. somebody makes it so you don't know. So I spent eight years at Ionia. It was great. It was a great experience. Um, I grew a ton as a head coach. Um, really learned how I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. Um, and then in 2018, I, I uh, took a teaching and coaching job at DeWitt. Um, that's the town I'd been living in for about 12 years at that point. So um, I spent four years coaching at DeWitt, a, an amazing program. Um, you know, Rob Zimmerman as the head coach there is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he 100% is the reason that it is what they are his work ethic and how he goes about his business and and, and what he does is uh, is phenomenal I, and I in those four years I, I learned more and grew more than I had in the 16 years prior to that so um, you know when the job at Croslex came open uh, my wife and I were really excited about it we have two daughters um, one's going to be sixth grade one's going to be ninth grade so they're both transitioning into high school middle school um, yeah, we vacation all the time in Lexington. My, you know, all of her family's over there, and and this is this is kind of where we were meant to be. 
Right. You know, this is where this is where I was meant to finish out my career as a teacher and a coach, and and this is where we were supposed to be at. So, in a nice roundabout way, we kind of made it back to yeah. where we're supposed to be. I'm just curious uh, of the places you've been. How different is football in the state of Michigan, or is it not that different at all from place to place? It is 100% different everywhere you go. The the league you're in and, and who the best teams are, who the maybe the bottom teams are, um, who the competition level is, who you're playing in your non-conference, it 100% is different everywhere you go. Um, there, there's no doubt that uh, uh, you, you see different offenses, you see different schemes, and, and I've been fortunate to coach with – some great head coaches. I mean, Terry Hesbrook's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, Rob Zimmerman's a Hall of Fame coach. You know, Jason is no longer a head coach, but man, if he if he was still a head coach, he'd be on track to be that uh, to be in that same level as well. Um, so, just my influences of what I have to kind of go back to or fall back on when you know you're starting to think of how should I go about this, how should I do that. I've just had some really really strong coaches uh, um, to kind of pull from. So. You talked about when you went to Ionia. I, I like the term you don't know what you don't know because you think you got it all and then you, you look at the big picture and you're like, oh, this is everything that's involved. I'll use an example locally at PH. Dan Perkins, when he took over the job, his dad had coached softball for 40 years yep. and he was just kind of complaining about him. Oh, I have to do all this fundraising, all this. And he was like, Dad, I mean, how'd you find time? He goes, that's why I was never home. I wasn't just out at the bar drinking. I was <laughs> I was getting it ready for everything. So what were some things that you found out being the head man in charge that maybe you didn't realize would be as big of a hurdle that when you were an assistant? Number one, and this is crazy, but pass protection. Mm-hmm. We go into the Williamston game, and Williamston and Croslex have played before. Steve Kirsten is a really good friend of mine. Um, he's the head coach at Williamston, and the first year we played them, and we, we you know we had different rules and different blocking schemes that we were using. Right. And for whatever reason, the front he was in and the rules we were using, we couldn't pick up a guy. We'd either leave a D lineman free, or we'd leave a linebacker coming through free. And and there's nothing more demoralizing at halftime than oh my god, we got to start next week from straight up scratch you know <laughs> like it's it, it just one of those those things that just sticks in your head like hey we got to make sure we know this and this and this and um so that was that was definitely uh one time that i had to like holy cow i gotta i gotta get this stuff straight so uh you know being a head coach is great you get to make the decisions um you got to live and, and die with your decisions that's for sure um, but it is always fun being the guy making those choices and, 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 you know, steering your ship, you know, it's your ship and you're the captain and you got to point that rudder in the direction you want to go. So, um, I've always liked that part of it. Is there a point, uh, after being a head coach for a certain amount of time where you're not hitting the speed dial as often after games to pick the brains of the guys you've worked with? <laughs> no. And I know guys, plenty of guys that they've been head coaches for a long time and they have other people that they're always talking to. Hey, look, man, this and this gave us trouble. What do you think? And so, yeah, definitely. That'll never end. That will never end. Well, yeah, it seems like the, the best coaches are the ones that are willing to adapt because, I mean, you've been coaching football 20 years now. Football in 2004, especially at the high school level, looks a lot different than it does in 2023, and especially in the BWAC. I'm sure when you first got there, basically if you couldn't run the ball and you had to throw it 10 times a game, you were in trouble. Now, I mean, Cross-Lex is one of the quintessential examples. If you can sling the rock pretty well, you can you can have some success airing it out in the BWAC. Talk about the evolution of, uh, of the game as you've seen it starting in the BWAC and now coming back and reacclimating yourself. 
So I played at Elma College 99 to 03, and we were one of the only teams in the country that was shotgun four wide, no huddle. Everything was uh, called at the line, um, complete contrarian to everybody else in, in the whole entire country. Like Texas Tech with Mike Leach was one of the only right. other teams doing that stuff. And then, you know, I go to Croslex in, 04, in 05, and, and Vandermass is doing all this spread stuff for receivers. And, and we were the thing that was difficult for teams to prepare for because everybody was under center running a version of the T and and everybody adapted into that spread game and now honestly the game is becoming more and more condensed the game is becoming using that H back using different formations and sets to kind of game to gain a running advantage and and um you know the RPO game has really changed you know high school football as well I mean everything kind of trickles down and you saw the college game really explode with that probably 10 years ago and there's there's pieces of that in the high school game and um, you know, I, I, it's always these circle trends, mm-hmm. always these circle trends. And, and teams that can run the ball the best are always the teams that win, especially in November. The the thing that I've noticed the most in, in the last, let's call it four or five years, is that the spread used to mean you were throwing the ball. It doesn't necessarily mean you're throwing the ball anymore. Now teams like to, to spread teams out in that look and run from it. That was always the mentality when I was at Crosslicks before. I mean, let's let's be honest, man. You're going to hand the ball to Bobby Sack, and he was going he was going to make some moves. Or you know, Grunman, who's now at Yale, right? I mean, he was a great running quarterback. Yeah, he could throw the ball, but he was six four, two hundred ten pounds, and was going to run away from people. So anytime we could get a loose box and Garrett, we we could get him in the run game. I mean, that's that was always kind of the mentality back then. I don't think people really knew that, but that was definitely the mentality at the time. So being around the state and coming back, a lot of guys in the BWAC, or it seems like they, they started in the BWAC, they stayed in the BWAC, and they're mm-hmm. in the BWAC. Well, you've gotten a little bit of outside perspective. Do you think that gives you a, a little bit of an advantage? I know some people like having the hometown guy, but you've gotten to see some state champions. I mean, you said Ithaca, DeWitt. You've, you've been at Ford Field celebrating as that buzzer goes off. How does that help you come in and bring that mentality to cross Lex who you've, you're right. The last few years, especially they've been in the conversation. I mean, last year they lost a close one to St. Mary's pretty good program. They lost in the regionals two years ago. How can you take that mentality, I guess, and have cross Lex take that next step? You know, the BWAC is, is, is really good football. There's no question. Um, but being at DeWitt and seeing that, that division three, division two, division one type of competition. I mean, you, you really get an appreciation for, and I hate to say this word, but big time football. Right. I mean, you know, we, we played Detroit Catholic central. We played Warren deal. I mean, when, when you see this stuff week in, week out and, and, and it gives you an appreciation for, okay, well, you know what I mean? Like, wow, look this, the, you know, so I don't want to, I don't want that, that to sound bad or anything, but you know, coming to Croslex and having some of that experience and seeing some of those other things out there, you know, I feel like it, it, it definitely helps. Um, you know, I was at Croslex for five years. I, I recognize all the names. Mm-hmm. I recognize all the faces. I mean, I was a guy in my coaching staff that played when I was there before John Burns. I mean, he was a player, <laughs> right. you know, um, and he's our D line coach. And so, uh, just that connection with the community, we had our golf outing yesterday and we had, you know, 130 some golfers. I don't know what it was. And it was just great support from our community and great support for everybody to be back there and caring about pioneer football. So, well, I know what you mean by big time football. There's a lot of really good high school football players in the area, but you and I both know there's a difference between a really good high school football player mm-hmm. and that high level prospect that, mm-hmm. Hey, like let's use Jake Townsend as an example. Awesome high school football player. I don't think there's a program in the state that wouldn't want Jake Townsend on his team. 
but he he had to grind just to get that one Northwood offer at D2. Mm-hmm. You look at some of those, especially the Catholic League and well, even the MAC Red, the PSL, the OAA Red, they'll have four or five D1 guys on a third-place team mm-hmm. in that league. And that's yep. what you have to compete with. I mean, let's you, again, let's go to Marine City. They have to find a way to get through – Grand Rapids Catholic Central, if they want to get another state championship. Mm-hmm. And that's that level you're talking about. I believe uh, the year they lost them, they had a kid going to Notre Dame, and he was just out on the field, and you could just tell he was another level. And, yeah, that sometimes we get caught up in the BWAC, which it, it is really good football. Do not get me wrong. I will put it top to bottom against any other league, but there are just some there are just some other level dudes at those in the Detroit Grand Rapids area that people have to realize what it takes to get to that ultimate goal. So one of the things that I did this summer was we wanted to play the absolute best seven on seven schedule that we could. And we got into the college tournaments I and mean, we were at Toledo twice. One of the Toledo trips we stayed and went to Bowling Green the next day. We went up to CMU. Um, we were just recently over at Hope College and the number of division one kids that had offers that we saw was incredible. And we went toe to toe with Eisenhower. We blew out Canton. We beat, Dearborn High by uh, by 25, I don't even know what it is. We just played Grand Blank to a one-score game over at Hope College. Um, we're in the bracket play at Toledo, and the quarterback for the team that we're playing already signed with Indiana, and the outside receiver has an offer from Cincinnati. You know, the next day we're in Bowling Green, and there's a kid with a slot receiver with, an, with a West Virginia offer, and then the tight end on that team has a Tennessee offer. So just the guys that we've seen this summer – um, it has been incredible. And and we have been absolutely competitive in every single one of our games and tournaments. We beat Mona Shores. Um, we got drilled by Roseville twice. Roseville absolutely has Roseville some dudes. Has some, um, they lost guys, too. That's yep. the scary part. Their best player's <laughs> gone, and yep. they're still doing that. So we beat we beat Lowell and Stevensville Lakeshore over at Hope College. We, we drilled Ferndale when we were at CMU. Um, and we've had a really good summer in terms of who we were playing against and you know the level of play that we played at. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Oh, you you're keep, fine. You keep no, going. No, I think, I think this is a good point. We can take a break. We'll come back. Let's talk about some of the dudes you have because you had a little bit of time to acclimate yourself. And, well, one of our favorites in the area is coming back, and he might be one of the most explosive <laughs> running backs, but there's a lot around him as well. So let's talk about some of the dudes we'll see in a Pioneer uniform in the second segment. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 520 
27 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews. They also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady along with uh, Coach Mike Holes talking cross-legs football. So let's get into some of the uh, nuts and bolts about the uh, Pioneers because there'll be some familiar names back in this year's lineup. And uh, I guess I always go back to Belly Grappi, who I think is one of the top three running backs in our area and has been for the last couple of uh, years. He's just an explosive player, but he's also tough. Like, he gets the tough yards, and he doesn't want to go down. And that's, uh, I think, the the start. He, he kind of makes defenders go, man, i got to try and tackle this guy again. That's kind of the feeling I get when I watch games. Yeah, I think one of the things, uh, Belly has just great balance. You know, he never gets squared up when he gets tackled. I mean, I, just, I watched 
all the game films from last year, the game films from the year before. I watched the JV game films from when these kids were playing freshman at JV football. And he never gets squared up because his balance is so good to get that lean or that one step. Um, plus, when there is contact, he's typically winning that contact. So he, he, he's been one of our best weight room kids all off season. Um, he was voted one of our captains this year. Um, he's a phenomenal kid, great leader, um, and, and we're looking forward to him you know, carrying the ball a lot, that's for sure. Well, you mentioned the weight room, and whenever me or Dennis go to do a basketball game, it seems like we have to avoid the end of the powerlifting team or whoever doing working out, and there's seems like you have a ton of kids, 60, 70 kids, it feels like, in that gym or up on the top uh, in the gymnasium working out, and that's had to help. Who are some of the guys that have just transformed their bodies and really matured coming into this year? Well, I mean, Joe Ramsey is such a strong kid, and he's a great weight room kid, and he's he was also voted one of our captains. And, and, and anytime you have a kid with that size and that strength, he's phenomenal. Uh, Braylon Day um, is a returning H-back inside linebacker. Um, he's was uh, also one of our captains. We had four captains. He was uh, the third one. Um, it, it, he's it, just the size and the – the strength that he's added to his body is great. His framework, he's hes going to take one step downhill at linebacker and come right up and just smack somebody. Um, really excited for him. Now, our quarterback, Gavin Espinoza, is also our fourth captain. Anytime your quarterback is – he's about 185, 195 maybe-ish, and he benches 275. Right. I mean, that's thats incredible, you know. I mean, he's hes really put some time in the weight room, which is great. Um I mean, I, you know, you can kind of run down a list of our of our weight room guys. I mean, they're just phenomenal. I mean, those are our four captains this year, and and all four of those kids are going to have a great season. But, um, you know, Joe Scaramazzino being the wrestling kid that he is, right. you know, runner-up at wrestling, and he's going to be an O-line, D-lineman this year, um, going to kind of anchor some of those spots. Um, the, the Herman Twins. You know they played they played some maybe some some D line different spots last year. I mean they've they've just locked in on our outside linebacker position for us and um, just given slot receivers this summer uh, just some just some fits just the way that they they collision and carry at that outside linebacker spot. So um, you know we kind of talked off the air, but like uh, just this summer seven on seven we've been able to to really develop some depth and we feel like we really will have you know twenty different starters. You know, just depending what personnel package we're in, but there's really not a lot of guys that are going to start both ways. Um, we're trying to – we have a couple of guys that are going to step in on the defensive line, mm -hmm. and that's going to allow, you know, Joe Ramsey to, to, to take it slow with his knee on his recovery. Right. That's going to allow some guys to get that break when they need it. Um, you know, really, like Joe Scaramazzino is not going to play a ton on defense initially, right? He's going to get himself some rest. So now we're fresher on offense. Now we're fresher on defense. I mean, Gavin is probably not starting at safety. Nick Monzo has had a great right. summer at safety. Um, three games over at Hope College. You know, he's coming back from a little bit of a knee injury at the end of baseball. Right. So three games at Hope College, and he had like four picks in those three games. I mean, he's so now Gavin is just so fresh on offense and ready to go. Um, and then that helps our special teams as well because these guys are playing one side of the ball. And, and not that we're forcing that depth. It's just the way it's worked out where, you know, kids who are starting at corner are not starting at receiver. Um, you know, we've got about 32 guys or so that are on our varsity roster and that they've been at everything this summer. And, you know, like I said, we've got like 20 of them that are going to start. So I guess the biggest thing where this can help, and you know in the BWAC, whether you're spreading it out or bringing it in close, it is a physical league. And when I look at your schedule in week six, you have Almont. Week eight, you have North Branch. Week nine, you have Freeland. If you can take 20-some snaps off a kid by only playing them one way, by the end of the season, 
if another team has to play most of their guys both ways, I think that's where you'll see the biggest dividends is just guys staying healthier for longer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, we're not going to have the biggest varsity roster. I mean, I heard some of the other guys, you know, they got 40 some guys on the varsity and hey, that's great. But I'll travel with our 31 and it doesn't matter if you right. have 60. I'll take I'll take our 31 over anybody else's 31 any day, especially that top 20 that are going to be in all the time. So, um, yeah, maybe some guys have a little bigger roster, and that's great. That's great. Um, but we don't have the fluff on the edge. You know, we we've really asked a ton of our kids with, you know, our 7 a.m. workouts uh, um, uh, this this summer. We were 6:30 a.m. in the in, during the school year, um, and we've really kind of trimmed off some of those kids that maybe were some hanger honors. You know, nothing against any of the kids that have turned their stuff back into me, and, and and that's okay. Great kids. I had them in school. I had them in class, and they're great kids, and I wish them the best of luck, you know. Um, but we've we've trimmed off some of that stuff. I mean, right. we want guys that are all in. You know, I, I said this to our guys. I said, it, it takes what it takes, but what it takes is worth it. Mm-hmm. And we run a hill. Every Monday we were running our hill, you know, right out there by the game field, oh, right? Yeah. We get over, over on top of the hill, and – and we're just absolutely busting their butt. And, guys, it takes what it takes, but what it takes is worth it. And so, you know, we've trimmed it down to about 31 guys, and they're all in. There's no question. So maybe you're not the, the biggest school in terms of uh, the numbers, but in size, it has been very noticeable the last few years who the largest team is in the BWAC. You have got some men uh, mm-hmm. on the offensive and defensive uh, lines. Um, and I know you were talking off the air that you were kind of involved in powerlifting and getting that started, and I think they're really reaping the benefits of it now in Croswell. Yeah, when I was there in 05, we started the powerlifting program up, and, and you know, we competed nationally. We had a kid, Jimmy Fairchild, was a phenomenal powerlifter. Um, and after I left Croslex, I kind of went to some other places. When I was at Ionia, we had a nationally competitive team. Actually, 2018, we were USA Powerlifting High School National Champions. We were down in Louisiana. Um, I, I got – named high school coach of the year for USA powerlifting. I mean, we have, I had three kids from that four year window, um, near the end at Ionia that they competed collegially. Um, so some amazing powerlifting kids, Chris Zielinski at Croslex was always had strong powerlifting kids. And really this team right now is kind of the benefit of what Chris has done with the powerlifting. And, um, I'm excited to kind of help out with the powerlifting in the winter. Again, my, I got my daughters, they play basketball. And so I'll be, you know, I'll be busy with their stuff, but I will definitely be helping Chris during the powerlifting season, um, just to kind of be there from a guy who's kind of done it for a while and done it at a pretty good level and some other, other spots that, you know, Hey, if it can offer some help here and there with them. So the powerlifting helps you guys get get bigger, get the size. We mentioned Joey Ramsey on the offensive line. We don't get to give the offensive line a bunch of love because when we're watching a game, we have to watch the ball, and we can't watch how the guard seals a D-tackle and and get into the football nerdy stuff. But who are some of the other linemen that are going to make Belly's life easier, giving him that four-yard hole Mm -hmm. to run through and not having first contact until he's five, six yards down the field? Yeah, kind of right now, the way after we've done our team camp and stuff, we've kind of got five guys that are kind of stepping forward, and and, uh, uh, Welter is is going to play some center. You know, he's got uh, some mobility issues and stuff so he's been working at center um you know joe ramsey's going to play uh tackle uh scaramazino is going to play guard uh, max direcca is coming off a really good season he's going to play guard uh landon burns is going to play tackle for us um you know we've got a couple other guys that can kind of <clears throat> can kind of fill in a couple of spots after that but you know we're really trying to be that that one way with our big guys and that's going to be kind of the five guys up front 
Um, Reese Noel played varsity as a sophomore last year, kind of played just defensive end. Right. He's had a great year at tight end all summer, um, catching passes over the middle and getting himself open. So he'll be a tight end. Um, we'll use uh, Braylon Day and then Noah Jackson, both at our H-back position, um, so that way if we got to get a little bit heavier, we can with those guys. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the goal here, honestly, really is to get belly the ball as much as we right. can. And there, there's nobody that's <laughs> going to think that that's a stretch by any means or, you know, that I'm telling anybody well, anything that they don't always know. Well, what would we say last year? When, when Croslex was in trouble and they didn't know what to do, just hit the belly button and it'll, you'll probably <laughs> get at least a somewhat positive result. Absolutely. We're, we're being really creative with some ways to get him the ball. And, and you know, we're going to look a lot different both offensively and defensively. And and uh, still the, the, the structure is going to be what can we do to, you know, have Belly and Gavin, you know, carrying the ball. So, yeah, it's kind of a, a, a nice nice problem to have. Like how much is too much? How many is too many carries or is there no number on that? There's no number on that. <laughs> if we never have to throw the ball one time. <laughs> Because those two kids back there, plus, you know, we got a couple of jet sweep type guys that, that can handle the ball. Bill Herman, Jet Weeder, um, John Herman, you know, some guys in the slot that we can hand the ball off to. If we never have to throw one pass, I'm, I'm all right with that. <laughs> hey, hey, let me say this. I want to lead the area in wins, not yards. Exactly. I want to lead the area in wins, not defensive stats. I want to lead the area in wins, not special team stats. I could care less how many yards we end up with. I could care less how many whatever defensive stats we have. We are trying to win the game. The old Al Davis just win, baby, yeah. any way you can. You know, you, you can do some things at the end of some blowout games to, uh, you know, pad some stats and give some kids some numbers, and that's not anything that, that we'll be doing. We are there to win the game. Well, let's – very basically, talk about what the offense and defense will look like. I don't, you don't need to give any company secrets away, but when you kick off against Swan Valley, what type of offense are the Pioneer fans going to see, and what kind of defense are the Pioneer faithful going to see? So we'll be, we'll be a really multiple in our personnel um, this summer. I've had a chance to really see what the kids are good at, and so we'll get into a decent number of personnel packages, and we'll formation those things um, kind of accordingly with some tight end H-back kind of guys. Uh, but we'll be a gap scheme run. You know, we're going to put our hand on the ground. We're going to, you know, all five linemen will have their hand on the ground, and we're going to get off the ball, and we're going to be low, and we're going to drive block people. So, you know, we'll, we'll run a lot of gap scheme where we're going to pull a guard. We're going to lead an H back through. Um, we're going to run some ISO where we're getting straight downhill, and, and you know, that's offensively what we're going to look like is – just knocking the crap out of people off the ball up front. Defensively, you know, we're an even front team and we're going to be in man coverage. You know, that's what we've played all summer. Um, we, we just lock up a man. We have different ways to kind of get that safety involved, whether it's in the run game or over top of maybe a receiver that we need to put a bracket on because he's a special player. Um, but we feel that we've um, we've kind of come up with some answers to a lot of the questions that, that could be thrown at us during the season just from our summer Um and then, you know, just from seeing the kids offensively, I've had an opportunity to kind of put some packages in uh, personnel grouping-wise to take advantage of such a variety of kids. You know, if we're four wide, we have a slot, you know, Jet Weeder and James Gumtow, really good slot receivers, have had a great summer. The two Herman kids can definitely play some <clears throat> kind of like a little wingback type of a thing where we can hand them the ball because they're physical, strong kids. So just trying to take all the guys and the pieces we have and give them something that they are good at with some ownership in our offense is going to help us just with our depth. 
All right. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about the league you play in and, uh, and what you know about the BWAC and what you think you need to get to know about the, the BWAC. But uh, let's take our final uh, break, and then we'll be back with more with Coach Holes. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Overhead Doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 8 we welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.com us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Finding that missing shin guard, remembering whether it's a home or away game, getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. DB Smokehouse has the best barbecue in the blue. Brisket, pork, and sausage, you're guaranteed to not be disappointed. Located in the parking lot of Pete's Camping Service on Lapeer, it's DB Smokehouse. Open Thursday through Saturday from 11 until the barbecue's gone. And DB's does catering. Whether you're feeding 10 or 200, call DB Smokehouse. Get what you need at 810-689-0448 and like them on Facebook to see if they're open on Sunday. It's DB Smokehouse. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Dennis and Brady with Coach Mike Holes from uh, Croslex and interesting tidbit to start segment oh, yeah. three with because since he's left the BWAC basically everything's turned over now coach Luzby has Almont he's the one elder statesman but I think the next longest tenured head coach is 40 years I believe uh-huh. is number two so there's been a lot of turnover well obviously coach Grunman at Yale played for you so you, you know yep. him pretty well yep. but 
as seemingly everyone does, you got a connection to the Rowleys over at Armada. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I know Bud Sr. Uh, just kind of growing up, I'd always hear my dad tell stories about Bud Sr. And so my, my dad and, and, and Bud Sr. played football together up at Northern Michigan University, the late 60s, early 70s. And, and uh, they were always close friends. And so I'd always hear these stories about this guy and just <laughs> always a little crazy, you know, always a little crazy. And so um, I, I've never actually met Kyle. Um, we've never met, but, our, our, you know, our dads ha- have been friends for a long time. And I actually look forward to meeting Kyle this season and just, you know, kind of saying hello and, and uh, introducing myself, whatever. And then obviously saying hi to Coach Rowley. I've, I've, I've met him a few times and um, just kind of at a coach's clinic here or there right. at, at some things. Um, but, uh, yeah, it is kind of a cool connection there. So uh, I, I wonder if, uh, if both, of our, uh, both of our old mans there are going to have a little, <laughs> a little Facebook chat talk with each other because apparently that's what old people do is they chat the Facebook uh, talk to each other. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Good stuff. And then, of course, we mentioned that Garrett at Yale uh, is a, f- a former player. Uh, what's, what's a good Garrett Grunman player story? I look left and I throw right, and it's pretty much a touchdown to Marcus Brant. That was, that was, he's like, yeah, this is pretty easy. You know, I'm playing quarterback. I look left and I throw it right really far, and Marcus Brant runs under it. So Garrett was a great kid. Uh, he, was a, he was a really good football player, great competitor. Um, you know, I was the, the uh, varsity baseball coach, um, and, you know, he was our, he was our starting pitcher. And, and that had to be nice to give him the ball oh, once a week and just go, all right, take care of it. The way the league thing worked out, he was able to actually pitch every inning of league play because we played singles back in the day. I don't know really? what they play now, but we played singles. And uh, we won the league because he threw every inning. And Rick Patterson, I th- actually, I, that was the last year that Rick Patterson was the head coach, and I was his assistant coach. Because, uh, uh, I mean, Garrett was just awesome. You could put him on the mound, and and, right. and he was a competitor, you know, just a competitor. And uh, so that, that was pretty cool. A bunch of his, his guys on his staff are Crosslex guys. I mean, right. uh, Jared Burgess is on his staff, I believe, and uh, Nate Woodard. You know, these are all guys that, that uh, I knew from before. So, um, you know, I, I've never been the kind of coach that, before a game like oh we can't talk to them or you don't go right. talk i will go i will get go out and give a big old hug to every one of those guys and it'd be great to see them and talk to them again and well that'll be a fun one what's that week five, five. they come to your place so for him it's a little bit of a homecoming you know he's going to be excited for that how it went last year going to overtime absolutely so, so that's going to be fresh in everyone's mind your first game back as head coach in this rivalry, I think that's one that a lot of people are going to have circled on their calendar on September 22nd. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they he did a great job last year. Garrett did coaching that game and, and the timing of when he did some of the things he did. And I heard him talk early on the podcast earlier right. that he did. And, and uh, you know, it was great. And he 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 definitely found some things that, that he could do against Crosslegs last year. And and uh, he coached a heck of a game in that game. So uh, definitely, um, you know, playing for a trophy is a big deal. Right. Um, we will make sure at Crosslex that we talk about that trophy and, and the, the years that are on there and what that means and, and the significance of our program and what that means for us to keep it. And this year's team, the legacy of this year's team, that, hey, it's going to have the year on there. Is it going to say, you know, is it going to say Yale? Is it going to say Crosslex? So um, that's, a, that's a huge deal for us. You go. Back maybe to the, those uh, early days, your first time around, Richmond was a power mm-hmm. in the BWAC and have been a power in the BWAC till the last couple of years. They're trying to get back to that point, and the the team that's been punching them in the nose in recent years are you guys. 
and you get them right off the bat, week two, league opener. I know it's going to be a big deal to them, and I know it's going to be a big deal to you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Richmond way back when was, was I think they're in the semifinals the year before I came to Crosslex. Yeah, 2003, uh, Coach Misko yes. was the running back on that Oh, team. Yes. okay. That's yes. cool. All right. Yeah, yeah, so there's the connection there when they made Got the semifinals it. in 03. Okay. Yeah, I just remember, you know, that was always the talk is the the Richmond game and the Richmond game and that kind of thing from, you know, from before. But, uh, you know, I, I mean, hey, it, last year they, they struggled with some stuff, and I know that they've got a couple kids back that are, that are very good players. And so... You know, uh, league opener, that's that's definitely, you know, forefront for us is uh, getting out on the right foot in the conference schedule against Richmond. So there's a new face in the BWAC since you've last come. KPAC is out, North Branch is in. And it seemed like ever since they've joined the conference, just with how good the game's been, Croslex has been one of their natural rivals. Now, I know the two coaches there that have both since left, that added to it a bit, but... You look at some of the games they've met in the playoffs. Uh, two of the last five years, it seems like the last three years, it's helped determine who's the BWAC mm-hmm. champion. You, two programs that are trying to stay on top. What do you know about North Branch, and what are you expecting in what has kind of become an unofficial rivalry game? I mean, let's face it, most of the BWAC is a rivalry game. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jeremy Furman is a good friend of mine for a long time. We're a little bit on a non a non-speaking moment right now. Um, he's a little irritated with me about some things, but that's okay. You know, but we've been friends for a long time, right. and and uh, he did a great job when he went to North Branch. They were honestly, they were not very good. You know, no, and, you- and he has done just great things while his time that he was there so um you know he's really kind of got that program on a right track and i don't really know the new head coach very well i mean i know who he is and right. and that's about it but um you know the, the towns are close they're kind of the two biggest schools in the conference so right. definitely kind of every year you kind of look that those are two teams that should square off kind of in terms of a conference championship type right. of atmosphere and um you know, I know they lost a lot of guys, and, and that, that's always tough. You know, it's always tough losing a lot of players and then having a new head coach. You know, that, that can be a tough situation. But uh, uh, looking forward to that game. I mean, that's a home game for us. That That's actually our homecoming game, I found out the other oh, day. Week eight. Wow. I guess so. You know, they want it to be cold for homecoming. I guess, <laughs> hey, I don't have any say in those decisions, and that's okay. I don't I don't, I don't, don't need a say in any of those. But, well, uh, if, if it's anything like the last three years, it will could have – should have conference title implications. Yeah, I hope so. I hope at game eight that we're we're in the talk for it. That's that would be that would be great. Uh, the other thing that doesn't seem to change from year to year is Elmont's always good. <laughs> Does they they keep their secrets well? You never know what they have, or you say, oh, these guys graduated, they won't be as good. They're always good. Yeah, and 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 they're always a team that's in the mix and challenging. Uh, and maybe their biggest win last year was a win over Crosslex. Yeah, they, you know, they've been that team that runs a T and runs it the best in the area. They really have been in terms of the BWAC. They've always been really good at that. And uh, well, that comes back to Jeremy, you know, Furman. That it goes back to his time there. Um, you know, so I, I just, I just know that uh, I don't, man. You get to some of that point in the time in the season for us, and it's like every week is a you're playing for that conference championship, right. and that's that's where that game will kind of fall. It's kind of that that back two thirds kind of of the season, and man, hopefully by that time we are in the in the race for a conference championship. Um, what Coach Lusby played in the state finals a couple of years ago. Yep. Um, 2019, I believe. Yeah. So, I mean, he's done a great job as a head coach there. They're always, uh, um, they're always in a position to to make that run. 
you know, go ahead. I was going to say, you talk about competing for a BWAC title. One, it's almost impossible to run the table. So you know if you get one loss, you're probably not out of it because it's so competitive. But on the flip side, you know if you get one early, I mean, you go Richmond, Armada to start. Those are not those are not going to be two easy games that you have to – you put a little pressure on yourself because you have to basically run the table the rest of the way. Just talk about the BWAC as a whole, and I guess we can bring Armada into this a little bit because they've made it even trickier because for a while – they were one of those games where, let's be honest, you could take a breath and go, all right, we can relax a little. We, we don't have to play our A game. And the last two years, they have been one of the biggest smash mouth teams, physical teams. Crosslex has had their number a bit, but you know Armada's going to they just add another wrench to the BWAC, which has been one of the toughest, most parity-filled leagues in the state. Yeah, that's uh, that's you know Coach Rowley's and his dad's uh, mentality is hey we're going to run ISO and we're going to run right at you and and here comes stop at Pro I and lead the fullback up through and and here we go so um, that'll definitely be something that that at that point in time you know it's that's what game three for us Armada mm-hmm. you know we've we've got to be ready to strap it on and go play and and hopefully uh, the mentality that we've been that we've been pushing in the off season about how tough can we be how how much grit can we play with. Um, you know, hopefully those things have carried into that game. And, and, and at that point, you know, it's our goal, obviously, to be the more physical team in that game, no question. Um, you know, the thing about it, Crosslex, man, is uh, y- you got to win. You know, right. you do. You got to win. I, hey, we go four and five this year. There'll be a new head coach sitting here next year. <laughs> I mean, it, it is it, there, there is some truth to that. There is there is a piece to that, that, uh, you know, there is a little bit of a pressure to, to do well. And, and there's a lot of kids back. There's a lot of talent that's going to be on our team. But you know, our job as coaches is kind of mold that and make the culture right and, and get um, get that work ethic on track. And, and we can take a big step forward with Crosslex football and get over that. Haven't played in more than 12 games in a while. So um, that that's obviously our goal. And, and that kind of brings me to the next question. And it's not just a Crosslex question. It's a league-wide question for me because I look at the BWAC and I really think it's a good league. And I think that there's quality teams up and down and most, for sure, four teams make the playoffs every year out of this league. And a lot of years, five teams make it. And a sixth gets really close. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about an eight-team league where everybody has a chance to make the playoffs just about when the, when the season starts. But yet, we get the occasional deep run. You mentioned Elmont made it to the finals. But there hasn't been a, enough of it, I guess, is... is what I'm saying and and how do we get the BWAC to the next level now throughout the state so that we're talking about quarterfinals and semifinals and eventually state championships for this league yeah you, you know you can't change the league right your league is what it is and right. and the only thing you can do to really elevate your own program is to go out and try to schedule the best teams you can in your non-conference and and I feel like our non-conference two games you know bookends game one and game nine are going to be as competitive um, as anybody else is, uh, I, North Branch is, I think, playing like Forest Hills Eastern game yeah. one. And that's, that's a heck of a, that's a heck of a jump. I mean, that's a hey, good for them for that game. You know, I, you know, whatever happens in that game happens, but I feel like Holly week nine. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about travel. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. Hey, they're going to rent the charter bus now and <laughs> get on it and get moving. But uh, I feel like game one with Swan Valley, they've been in the state championship game before. There's a very successful program. Their coaches have been there a long time. Um, you know, we'll get our test right away. Game one, game nine with Freeland. Freeland lost the last second on the last second to Goodrich and Goodrich played in the state championship game. So, you know, for us, 
we've got to take care of all the other things that we can take care of outside the league. You know, our summer seven on seven schedule, we're playing the absolute biggest and best teams we can, you know, um, non-conference games. We're playing, you know, Swan, Swan Valley and Freeland, both very good programs that are hopefully going to get us, you know, prepared to, um, you know, get us prepared to, you know, make a playoff run. So our, our preseason scrimmage, you know, we're going with Williamston. Williamston's been a really good Division Four, Division Five type of program. Um, uh, basically, John Glenn will be there, and then we're going to actually to Pinckney for it. And Pinckney's enrollment's been dropping quite a bit, but they're still that same like Division Four type of a team. And so, um, you know, I just and our scrimmage, I just want to see how physical we're going to be. You know, that's all it is. You know, um, August seventeenth is our scrimmage, and it's it's. Um, we're going to put our hand in the dirt and see if we can move people. And, and that's what will mean the most. That's what I'll take away the most from that day. All right, last thing I just want to ask you about, tell us a little bit about your coaching staff. Been a turnover, not just at the head coach. There's some familiar faces, but I'm sure you had a few guys that you wanted to bring in to, to help implement your system. Yeah, absolutely. So Chris Zielinski has been on the Crosslex coaching staff for 30 years. <laughs> this is his 30th year coaching at Crosslex. The guy is – uh, he's an awesome old line coach. He's a great person. He's great for our kids. Um, he's a great motivator. Um, and, and, uh, he, he is Crosslex football, you know? Uh, and so he, he's coaching with us. Um, Jared Ramsey, Joey's older brother. Uh, Jared has spent some time, you know, coaching at North branch a little bit, coaching at Northwood the last right. couple of seasons, uh, seasons as a position coach. He's our defensive coordinator. He has just done, uh, just amazing things with our kids defensively, you know, really teaching them, you know, technique at each position, making sure all of our fits are correct and, and, and what we do defensively. Um, I, I think we'll have a huge improvement uh, defensively with, with, with Jared as our D coordinator. He's the stuff he's been doing has been awesome. Uh, Phil Jackson, who's been coaching a long time. Right. Um, Phil Jackson's going to be coaching my receivers. And then John Burns, who, who played way back when I was there before, right? He's, uh, he's our D line coach. And um, we've got some familiar faces on our JV staff, Rob Butler, and Nate Butler, who coached, you know, back in the day when I was here before uh, great guys. They care a ton about, about pioneer football and, and they're going to be uh, on the JV coaching staff as well as a couple of former players, which is great. So, good stuff. Did we miss anything? Anything else you want to get get in there? Give somebody a shout out. Whatever you got to do. So, uh, August twelfth is the first Saturday of the season, and that's um, our community service project. It's called the Food Bowl. Um, it used to be called the Blue White Game, but uh, we have our inner squad scrimmage. So, starting at noon. Um, our youth program, um, it's the second and third grade. We'll be at one end of the field and then, and then, uh, fourth and fifth grade on the other, they'll get a half hour. And then it's six and seven and eighth grade on the other side, they'll get a half an hour. The cheer team from the whole, um, youth program will be there at their times cheering for their grade level. And then all of the youth kids and the cheer will get in the stands as well as the ninth through 12th grade football players will get in the stands. We'll get one huge pioneer family photo of second through 12th grade after that's after the picture then our jv and our varsity will each get their inner squad scrimmage time uh, but we call it the food bowl because anybody that shows up has to bring two non-perishable food items um, all players to participate got to bring two non-perishable food items um, we're going to fill up our local food pantry uh, it's a great way for us in one day boom fill that thing up and do great things for our community and and uh, you know that's our community service project so um, that's something that we'll be starting this year at Crosslex. it'll be new Honestly, I stole it from Ithaca. They've been doing it for years. I mean, anybody who comes in here and says they have a brand new idea is crazy, right? <laughs> anything right. that anything we do, we've stolen. So, what, what um, was it? I think it was Bill Parcells with the quote: "No one's original. They just put their own twist on everything." Yep, yep, absolutely. So we're excited for a second through twelfth grade Pioneer football day. 
um, with cheer involved and everything. So uh, that'll be a great day for us. Sounds like it'll be a lot of fun. All right. Sounds you like got anything good. else for Coach? Any chance we can get a new press box in there anytime soon? <laughs> Starts in November. Really? Yep, starts in November. Awesome. I, I, well, I, I'm pretty sure that's what the deal is there. Well, I hope so because I like your coaches and I like being next to them, just not when they're trying to coach a game and I'm trying to call a game because the atmosphere at Croslex is awesome. It is one of the cooler spots in the BWAC to watch a football game. With that hill right there and everybody on the hill and, and kind of surrounded in that bowl, um, it's it's a great place to play. We're going to enter the field a little bit different this year, um, kind of add a few things that are going to be a little bit different for us, but uh, um, it'll be a great atmosphere for our kids to play in. All right, looking forward uh, to it. We've got the Pioneers on the schedule very early. Yes, we do. Uh, I think we have them the first two weeks of the season. In or fact. two and three. Two, first two weeks, two BWAC, and three. I, I, I know we've got the the Richmond game, and then I think our Meta is Oh, that's it. week the first two BWAC games, so yeah. – We'll, see, we'll get our, our we'll healthy dose of the Pioneers. But, Coach, thank you so much for coming on and, and spending a little time with us. Appreciate you guys having us. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.